I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Is it normal to be incredibly out of breath? Is it normal to have freezing Is cold it normal feet? that my tongue looks like it's been through a shredder? Is it normal to have unbelievably itchy nipples? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast with me, Jessie Ware. This podcast follows my pregnancy journey and with the help of some amazing experts is here to reassure you and inform you about all aspects of pregnancy and giving birth. We will address common concerns and symptoms, what you can do to alleviate them and what is happening with the baby at each stage of your pregnancy. And this week, I have our friend, the midwife, Izzy Borton. Thank you for coming back, Izzy. You're welcome. Nice to nice to be here. Nice to see you on Zoom. I wish we could be in person, oh, no. um, touching, and you looking at my bump. Um, <laughs> so, Izzy, I am 17 weeks, and this is the episode 16 to 18 weeks. So I'm in, right in the thick of that bit. It definitely has started to feel like I'm starting to show. This is my third pregnancy, though, so. There's like a lot of muscle memory going on down there. Um, And I've started getting a symptom that I got with my other two, which is sciatica. Oh, yeah, it's weird because it's not like, yeah, and it's not like I've got a huge bump yet. It's not like it's, um, you know, weighing me down so much. But this feeling of sciatica and the shooting pain up your leg and kind of up your bum, um, it's really horrible. do you know why that happens? And is it quite common for it to happen around this time? Or does it happen at any time of um, pregnancy? Yeah, so um, sciatica and something else that people might be experiencing at this point is um, pelvic girdle pain. So these kind of symptoms, they are related to changes in your body as it's growing and developing, changes in hormones and also kind of the mechanical aspects of your pelvis uh, and the joints in your pelvis. So although they're unpleasant and quite common, it's not necessarily normal in the sense that it's common, but there's something you can do, you know, there's, there's help that you can get to help resolve it. So generally, if people are experiencing this kind of sciatic pain in pregnancy, or if they're experiencing symptoms of pelvic girdle pain, which might be pain in your pubic bone, in your lower back, spreading to your inner thighs, um, 
especially if you're walking, going upstairs, that kind of thing, I would generally refer them to a women's health physio because the earlier you get help with these types of issues in pregnancy, uh, the better it is because it can help hopefully prevent it getting worse. Um, And as your pregnancy continues and your baby gets bigger and you're carrying more weight than it might as in you know the weight of the baby and um mm. it might well I don't know I'm having a few penguin bars so. <laughs> yeah um it might be that these you know symptoms get worse so it's a good idea to kind of try and tackle them now and, and get some help with that well you speak about pelvic girdle pain and actually we have a mum-to-be uh who has given us a voice note that I think relates to this so let's have a listen to that now Hi, my name's Coco and I think I'm about 17 weeks pregnant now for the first time. So it's really exciting, but also quite alarming because it's been a bit of a ride. At the moment, my main two symptoms which are infuriating me are unbelievably itchy nipples, (laughs) especially at the night time. And a kind of aching crotch or perhaps it's a pelvic floor. I'm not quite sure because I haven't done it before. But um, it's making me feel incredibly decrepit and uh, I'm walking and kind of feeling like I'm nine months pregnant rather than however many months I am. So Coco is talking about two different things there. Itchy nipples, which I completely can um, sympathise with. And then what sounds like pelvic girdle pain. So take us through first the the nipple situation. Right, so itchy nipples... um... So this can occur in early pregnancy or it can it can occur at any point in pregnancy. So we've, I think we've spoken previously about changes to the breasts and your breasts are growing and you've got these different levels of hormones in your body. Um, so there's kind of two things going on there. One is that your nipples might be itchy because of this change in hormones and these breast changes that are occurring. But it can also be... If your skin is stretching because your breasts are growing, it can sometimes become slightly drier and a bit more uncomfortable when when skin is stretching. So that can be why your nipples are itchy. If your itching doesn't resolve, and generally itchy nipples aren't you know something to be worried about. It's such a kind of localized issue. Um, but there are kind of certain types of itching in pregnancy that we're a bit more keen to investigate. So, for example. If you're getting very itchy hands and feet, that's something to definitely um, talk to your midwife about. I'd say generally, if you try using like a good moisturising lotion, avoid kind of fragrances in soaps and, and creams that you're putting on your skin and kind of comfortable clothing that's breathable, it should, you know, resolve. And if it doesn't, then have a chat with uh, with your midwife. I mean, I guess we all start, make, well, not maybe not all of us, but lots of us start obsessing about the the dreaded word stretch marks and start putting lots of moisturizers or oils or you know balms on our tummies and I've never really thought about putting them on my boobs as well but I guess you could use the stretch mark cream that you're using you could put that on your boobs as well yeah I mean it's a difficult one with stretch marks because we're not entirely sure if you know all these magical lotions and potions help and prevent them unfortunately they kind of think that with stretch marks it's it's basically genetic it's to do with the kind of 
formation of your skin and and some people get them and some people don't but it's definitely not going to do any harm to use moisturizers and and things like that because as your skin is stretching it, it can feel dry and it can help to soothe it but whether it prevents the stretch marks is not confirmed <laughs> oh my god that's so interesting so potentially I've got away with two babies where I haven't had stretch marks potentially third one I may be okay unless this one's a massive beast of a baby (laughs) yeah exactly so if you've kind of not had stretch marks so far it, it would suggest that your type of skin doesn't kind of get stretch marks oh my god so I don't need to spend all this money on like stretch creams okay yeah, this is good these, to know um, is he? marketable products that once you're pregnant you're suddenly uh, told you need to buy but um any basic moisturizer probably would do the same job that is fascinating also a bit sad <laughs> yeah. I parted with a lot of money with like Neil's yard and uh, such like things but they well, smell nice anyway so I think fine. yeah they're probably also good for I don't know that kind of self-care aspect of pregnancy aren't they that you need to be looking after yourself so on to Coco's next symptom this pain of feeling like you're already nine months pregnant and walking awkwardly does that sound like pelvic girdle pain to you? It does, um, especially that kind of her saying the feeling of, yeah, that she's so much further along and she's really struggling to to feel like she's able to mobilise in the way she would normally. I would say she that's definitely something that would be worth mentioning to her midwife and seeing a kind of physio, women's health physio, early on to prevent that kind of worsening. And I think sometimes it's easy to kind of put some of the symptoms in pregnancy just as oh well this is normal and you just kind of have to put up with it but actually you don't you you know you can there are things that can help and when you see a women's health physio they'll do some kind of manual manipulation they'll give you some exercises to do that will hopefully prevent that pain worsening sometimes they use hydrotherapy because pelvic girdle pain can get quite severe for some people so we obviously would want to try and prevent that and I mean it used to be thought that with the pelvic girdle pain it was to do with uh, it was just the kind of pelvic bone at the front and it was to do with the loosening of the ligaments um, due to some of your hormones in pregnancy but actually now we know that it is more to do with um, the kind of three joints in your pelvis moving unevenly and then that leads to instability and pain so it, it very much can be treated with um, seeing like a physio or an osteopath or, or some kind of bodywork specialist. And that can be all done for free on the NHS? Yeah, absolutely. So physiotherapy um, is available in the NHS and, and is, um, you know, you don't have to pay for that service. Um, and there's actually a really good organisation called Pelvic Partnership and they kind of specialise in pelvic girdle pain and supporting women with that. So that's always a, a good one to check out. They've got lots of up-to-date information as well. Uh, thanks, Izzy. Um, so we've had some other people, other mums-to-be, write in about other symptoms they're experiencing. Now, this one is from a lady who says, is it normal that my labia has swollen on both sides? Now, I don't know how pregnant she is, um, mm. but is it is it normal for the labia to swell up? So you can have increased, you do have increased blood flow in pregnancy. And so some people do find the appearance of their kind of vulva and labia are fuller. And that's obviously because the the 
baby is growing in that area as well and there's increased blood flow to the baby um it's also why some people find or we think it might be why some people find that they have a bit of an increase in their sex drive because you have this increased blood flow um to the area and so there's more sensation and so that is another thing not everyone does if you're really not (laughs) feeling in the mood do not worry I mean (laughs) maybe um you know it's always going to be if you're in the mood or not but um that might be why it doesn't sound you know if it's not accompanied with any soreness or pain or itching then generally you know slightly further labia is to do with blood flow um thanks for that and then talking about incontinence now it affects a lot of women whether it's their first baby and that added pressure or it's a second baby or third where your pelvic floor is weakened after giving birth a friend of mine who is pregnant is using a pelvic training device thingy but she's pregnant now do you encourage that um do you want them to have a really strong pelvic floor in anticipation for giving birth like what's your view on kind of kegels is that what you call them kegels or kegels yeah so i i just call them pelvic floor exercises (laughs) but um definitely some i feel like kegel might be like an american term that's oh yeah maybe i i find that people will know one of those two um so I'll just kind of maybe briefly explain what the pelvic floor is because maybe people don't know or they kind of know. But So your pelvic floor are a band of muscles that run kind of across your pelvis and they support your uterus, your bladder and your bowel. And so obviously when you're pregnant and your uterus is growing and your baby's growing and there's that kind of weight on the pelvic floor increasing, your pelvic floor has to work harder and it's a muscle like you know like any muscle in your body if you exercise it it gets stronger and so I do recommend doing pelvic floor exercises regularly in pregnancy you you don't need any equipment at all you can do it whilst just standing brushing your teeth whilst you're sat watching tv if you've already got a child whilst you're breastfeeding you know anytime you can do them and there's a way of kind of exercising the muscles in two ways one which most people are probably most familiar with where you're kind of almost pulsing so you're squeezing and releasing those muscles now to know how to do those exercises my favorite thing to say to people because it really helps with visualizing how to do these is imagine that you're trying to hold in a tampon and a fart at the same time It's a new way of describing it, Izzy, but I can kind of understand this. So, or, you know, trying to hold in a wee and a fart, um, because you have these muscles around your urethra, where you pass urine, around your vagina and around your um, rectum, so your back passage. And so to squeeze those internal muscles, you shouldn't really be able to see from the outside that you're exercising them. So you shouldn't see any movement in your legs or anything like that. The muscles are all internal. Um, so if you're kind of trying to squeeze and release those um, in a kind of pulsing fashion, those are the, called the fast twitch exercises. And you can do slow twitch exercises where you gradually squeeze all the muscles and try and hold for a few seconds and then slowly release. And that just helps to, to kind of ex- strengthen and exercise different types of muscles in that area. Um, and there's a really good app called the Squeezy app, which I think is 
developed by NHS pelvic floor physios. And again, it kind of runs through how to, to do these exercises. And what that will do is it will prevent you um, having kind of stress incontinence, urinary incontinence later in life. Because it's often, even after, you, after you've had a baby, you might not notice any change in your pelvic floor function. But when we get older and we go through menopause and we lose a lot of the levels of hormones that keep that area nice and healthy, that might be when you see that you're a bit incontinent and, and then it's difficult for you to, to kind of reverse that um, later in life as well. Something that always stayed with me, there's a brilliant, if anybody lives in Hackney um, that's listening to this podcast, there's an incredible antenatal yoga teacher that I've been to called Anne Collins Ackroyd and she always tried to make me visualize that if if you were trying to pick up a blade of grass with your fanny and and you're trying to pick it up and then keep it there and I thought that that was also quite a good one (laughs) yeah that's really good I quite like the the we and the far a little bit more though I think I have to (laughs) But thank you, Izzy. That's so, so helpful. And I feel like now I'm just going to like be twitching all day, like pulsating. I'm, I'm doing <laughs> yeah. them now as I speak to you. <laughs> it's just even if somebody says the word pelvic floor, it like puts you yeah. kind of back into it where you're like, okay, fine. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So at 16 weeks, you should be meeting up with your midwife to have an appointment with them. Izzy, what will that appointment entail? What is the midwife trying to get out of that appointment um, that's so different from the last one when you saw her or him? Okay, so at 16 weeks, it will be your kind of second appointment with your midwife following the booking appointment that you had earlier on. And you've had your 12-week scan. So... It's a chance to catch up with her and discuss any anything that's worrying you. From 16 weeks onwards, every time you see your midwife, she's going to check your blood pressure and also a urine sample. And so these are two things that we really keep track of during pregnancy because if your blood pressure is increasing and you have evidence of protein in your urine, it is a sign of something developing called preeclampsia. 
so this is quite a rare condition in pregnancy, but it's um, quite serious if left untreated. So that's why we're always keen to check your blood pressure and urine at each appointment. And it's also a good idea to contact your midwife if you're experiencing certain symptoms. So these can be very severe headaches, um, any visual disturbances with those headaches, like flashing lights, uh, nausea, vomiting, quite excessively, you know, because obviously you might still have a bit of nausea from early pregnancy. Or if you're getting swelling in your hands, feet and face that is not just because you've been, you know, walking out for hours and hours and then also any pain under the right side of your ribs so those are also associated with preeclampsia and your midwife might talk to you about those also at the 16 week appointment your midwife will be asking you about your baby's movements and it might be that you've not felt the baby starting to move yet but um, he or she will will run through uh, what to expect with that and when to get in touch as well if you have concerns anything else that's going to come up in this meeting with the midwife or should come up and that you as a pregnant person, if they don't bring it up, maybe you would like to address with them. Yeah, so I think it's really important to have a chat with your midwife about how you're generally feeling in terms of your emotional well-being and your mental health at this stage. Um, so it might be that sometimes you may be asked quite a, a rounded question of like, how are you and and how are you doing? And you might not always take that as... Um, a specific question about your mental well-being so if there's anything you're worried about at this stage I would in terms of if you're having any anxieties if you're not sleeping well or feeling low in mood or you've noticed changes in your mood um, then if you feel able to it you know there is lots of support available hopefully your midwife will just ask you that question because that's what would be ideal and there is um, a really good kind of pregnancy well-being plan available online which you can also fill out yourself um, to kind of check in with how you're you're doing as well. So what are some of the other things that pregnant women between the you know weeks 16 to 18 should be thinking about start considering? So I mean you may have already told your employer um, that you're pregnant but if you haven't then it, it might be a good idea to tell them um, by this point just because once your employer knows that you're pregnant, um, there are kind of certain legislation that they have to follow. So things like health and safety rights, um, they have to give you time off for your appointments legally, and that includes your antenatal classes as well. Um, also, kind of the law, you know, the law protects you from being dismissed or discriminated against in pregnancy, and you'll have also the um, kind of process of arranging your maternity leave and your maternity pay so when you're around 20 weeks your midwife can give you a form called the MAPB1 form and um, that's just a kind of document that has the date of your pregnancy and your personal details on that you can give to your employer and the kind of latest time you can tell your employer that you're pregnant is this is a bit confusing but it's the 15th week before your baby is due so it's around 25 weeks as you mm -hmm. kind of have to have told them by then that, that you're pregnant um so that's one thing um another thing as well um that I've just thought of is that from 16 weeks you can um have a whooping cough vaccine in pregnancy um to protect 
well, it's given to you in pregnancy, but the idea is that the antibodies that you develop by having received that vaccination pass to the baby via the placenta and protect them for the first few weeks when they're born before they have their own vaccinations. Um, So that's something to ask your midwife about as well. And obviously at the moment with COVID-19, it's really important if you're working kind of face-to-face public um, that you have a workplace risk assessment or you know for anyone actually that's pregnant and going to work and it's really important that that you're only continuing to work if this risk assessment has been completed and it's safe for you to do so Um, and it's up to employers to remove and manage any risks and if they can't do that um, you should be offered suitable alternatives for work. So what's going on with the baby at 16 to 18 weeks? So one of the most exciting things for you at this point, if you're pregnant, is that you're starting potentially to feel your baby move. Um, so that can happen any time from 16 weeks. If, you, if you're having a first baby and you haven't felt it by 16 weeks, don't worry, that's really normal. It might be more, it's more the 18 to 20 weeks that you start to feel some movements. Um, and it might just feel like little flutters or bubbles. Some people think in retrospect that they realise what they thought was indigestion was was actually their baby moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of starting to feel those movements is really nice for you and um, also helps you if you haven't already felt like you've bonded with this kind of growing baby inside you. It really helps to um, kind of develop that bond. Um, And it's also really important that once you start to feel baby moving regularly each day, um, that if you ever feel that baby's not moving as much as normal or you have a day where you haven't felt your baby move at all, that you kind of seek advice from your midwife that day um, and, and your midwives will kind of be talking to you about that quite frequently throughout your pregnancy. Each time you make contact with them, that tends to be one of the questions they ask. Um, and then in terms of other things your baby's doing, so they're, they're gaining lots of weight <laughs> um, each week as they grow. They're, all of their organs and everything, as we said previously, have developed by this point and they are kind of fully formed, but they have a long way to go in terms of their size. So they're gaining weight each week. They also have a kind of white creamy substance on their skin called vernix, which is developed and you will often see this at the birth of the baby but it develops earlier on in the pregnancy and it actually helps to protect their skin from the amniotic fluid and also kind of from friction against their own skin so it's like this almost looks like buttery substance that they so it's like um, what we're all paying loads for they just get on their skin they're so clever it's nature's best moisturizer um so (laughs) That's another thing. When your baby's born, don't don't rub it off. Let it soak in. And yeah, so they also have this fine hair that develops all over their body, which is called lanugo. And that's, uh, again, when they're born, you will think, I've got a very hairy baby often on their shoulders and things, but that doesn't <laughs> doesn't stay. Yeah, so I think those are some key things. So hopefully some of the mums that are listening to this have maybe felt their baby flutter inside them they may have thought it was just a kind of yeah indigestion or they may be just starting to feel it so that's so exciting and then it just gets more and more doesn't it yeah definitely your the baby also will you'll start to feel these different moves so more kind of 
bigger kicks and rolls and swooshes um, as they get bigger as well. Izzy, thank you so much for joining us on Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast. Thank you for all your intel on weeks 16 to 18 and we'll speak to you soon. Great. Thank you for having me. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you found this useful. Please do leave us a review. It really helps get Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast out there and share it amongst your friends and tell people about it. I would have loved something like this when I was pregnant with my first. And hopefully we can create a beautiful community of pregnant people that are all able to speak freely and confidently about their itchy fannies, their scratchy nipples, their BO or their bad back. The next episode covers weeks 18 to 20 with our midwife, Izzy Borton, and it has a special focus on our mental health during pregnancy. I speak to Laura Bridal, who's a midwife who specialises in perinatal mental health. So do have a listen to that. It's really insightful. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to be in your ears again very soon. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com